Do you know who says it at the perfect speed? Google. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it's like Siri or something. Okay. Well, if you love Google so much, why don't you fucking marry it? <laughs> yeah. That um in Blade Runner, his like joy is like um mm. computer generated well, like, yeah. misses <laughs> is like yeah. well wouldn't you the, want that? The yeah. Second second Blade Runner, the newest yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's a She's the chick out of um Knives Out as well. She's like the main chick out of oh, Knives okay. Out. Yeah. Yeah, right. She just wants him to be happy, really. Why? Yeah, exactly. Okay. She just wants Start him to feel joy. He's like, you know, holographic GF. Yeah. Which who wouldn't want that? Oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? we're live. Oh, Charlotte, I hope you're not watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Amber Live at 5. It's Tuesday, the day before Wild West Wednesday. Wild West Wednesday Eve, Eve as we call yeah. it here. Christmas yeah. Eve. Basically, yeah, Christmas 52 times a year here. <laughs> uh, for you guys too, if you tune in on Wednesdays, um, and if you like that kind of thing. Uh, but today, we are going to cover off on training the next generation. Oops, mm. I've still got Cobes fit up. Uh, um, <laughs> it's fine. Mainly... You know, well, I'll cover it a little bit later. Um, but training for uh, for kids and young adults is pretty important, obviously, because you want to teach them good habits early on. So, um, but apart from that, uh, we had a pretty big squat day today. Yeah, we did. It was um, the squats were good. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. I hurt myself. It hurt. The only one tasted Wild West Tuesday. It's not we're dropping dropping it early. It doesn't rhyme. That's like early one drop. That's like one W less yeah. than what it needs to be. <laughs> Um, Wait, it's the pre-release, the teaser. Why was Wednesday's doesn't even rhyme? Does it? No, no, but, but it's alliteration. A, yeah, it's alliteration. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, we had a pretty big squat day. Mm. It hurt my back, uh, but that's nothing unusual, no, really. Yeah, I think my, my poor broken. One body. part, like, there's like a little dice. God, maybe you're playing Dungeons and Dragons with your life, yeah, with your body, yeah. yeah. And before every squat session, I do they roll it. And a little body part will pop up on the dice, and that's what gets injured that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Roll a roll a natural twenty, or your back breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Still yet to hit a twenty. Yeah. So that was um, that was fun. It was a good squat sesh. The program's going well, actually. We're on the third week mm-hmm. of our little four week volume ass fucking, basically, and um, and the Tuesday or yeah, Tuesday sessions are five by five at. Today was about 77% of 200, so 155 kilos. Um, trying to do a 5x5 five five at 155 about 12 months ago would have been just an Impossible. absolute pipe dream. Yeah. yeah, we would never have been able to achieve something like that. Now it's something that we can cruise through and certain things might start to hurt or we might get fatigued, but at, at no stage are we ever in doubt that the, the session will be accomplished. You know? yeah. It's like one of those things where you go, oh, this is very achievable. Mm, it's challenging. Yeah. And I was surprised because the first week was one we started like 140. 140. Yeah. I was like, okay, see how this goes. And the second yeah. week, last week, it was 150. I'm like, no, it's fine. Yeah. We got a new top fan on uh, Facebook. Oh, Who is it? Who is it? Azza. Hey. hey. <laughs> welcome to Top Fan Club. Yeah. Welcome to the club, Az. Az. We'll get your, I don't know. We'll get your get... top fan badge. Where's yeah. Charlotte and Dusty? Well, that's a good well, question. That, yeah, yeah. That's the exact question we want to ask him. Yeah. So I'm been? flying down to Sydney to ask Charlotte <laughs> yeah, yeah. in person. Where the fuck are you been? Yeah. I'm live at five every Monday to Friday. Yeah. Ready to answer your questions. Doing these hands so that <laughs> yeah. yours can AJ become a doctor. Become a doctor, yeah. AJ Ward 2004. Oh, she's right there. BTM. BMT. BMT. I'm not sure. Bacon, mayonnaise, and tomato. I'm pretty sure it's. Sounds gross. Sounds I have no idea what BMT is. Yeah. It's from Twitch. Is it a. Big man titties. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's another one. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, yeah, squats going well. The Friday sessions are a little bit more emotional. They're the ch- They're the really emotional ones. It's yeah. like three heavy things which could or could not go well. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that goes this week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'd say program's going well, a little volume block. So, I mean, I guess if you're looking to change things up and realistically everyone's come back from COVID, you know, you're probably only just getting back into the gym now. We're lucky because we obviously work out of, um, you know, a place that has a gym and we're able to continue training and it's part of our mental health treatment anyway for the clients that come in and stuff like that so um, but if you are you know let's say you get six to eight weeks into your next program it's sort of uh you know something a bit easy and you want to challenge yourself sometimes two to three weeks of some intense volume is a great way to do it and as long as you you know you judge what you're going to be capable of and you do it in a way that it's not going to aggravate any pre-existing injuries or it's not going to make your technique worse, basically. What you want to do before getting into a volume block is make sure the technique is dialed the fuck in, basically. Mm. Um, yeah, and if you look at uh, the post from yesterday that we put up on our social media of Marshall squatting, and that was from one of our five or five sessions last week's one, and the idea of that video is to show Marshall consistently, no matter the weight, it's the same-looking squat. Yeah, um, the technique, as you said, is dolls. Yeah. yeah, as you get better at squatting, squatting without weight becomes harder and harder mm. uh, because a lot of the time you will b- be holding so much tension in your body. Like you know that to be successful with a two hundred plus kilo squat, you need to be holding so much tension inside your body that um, when you just have the bar on your back, that tension doesn't allow you to hit full depth properly or it you know it's not it's not balanced so something that um something that you should really be working on is being able to replicate your 200 kilo squat for example with just the barbell and the way to do that is to make sure that you know how to use an appropriate level of tension in your body so that you can hit depth when you're just under a barbell um, and that you're able to warm up probably because you know i've had this issue fairly recently where uh, my warm-up sets probably don't hit the same range of motion as my heaviest sets because the heaviest weight pushes me a little bit deeper mm. and it puts a bit of extra stress through my, say, knee tendons or my lower back or something like that. And just that little bit of extra stress outside of what I've been warming up for that whole session uh, can be, you know, can aggravate maybe an injury or something like that. So something to be aware of. Mm. Yeah, definitely. You know. Uh, but anyway, let's, uh, today's let's topic. segue oh, into so today's topic. Quickly, while we got Charlotte here, Charlotte, can you, in just like one word, let me know how Monica's going to feel about my little ponytail? <laughs> <laughs> I, already, I, a, I already discussed I the ponytail a, with I a, Monica. I have a feeling I know how she's going to feel. I think the one word will be disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> disrespect. Disappointed. She, Disappointed. She told me that she was happy that you got your hair cut, <laughs> but unhappy that you chose the ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. That's... In fact, she replied to the text message saying, oh, I'm so glad he got his hair cut, and then replied again like 12 hours later. So it was still on her mind She thought 12 hours it. later, and that's when she said, by the way, I didn't was mean it that over... it was good that he got a ponytail. Was it overnight? Decided to was it overnight no, like she slept on it? Yeah, it was yeah. like, yeah. Okay, I'm still upset about it. The next this. day, she cleared <laughs> gonna, it up for us. She okay. said, by the way, I definitely did not mean that the ponytail <laughs> was a good idea. 
hate it. I'm just gonna have to not put it up in a ponytail while I'm down there. I'm just gonna like. Well, your your options are ponytail or mullet. So. Basically, yeah. So Monica's getting the mullet express, despite how she feels about it. Right. So now that everyone online has had a weird little insight into our personal lives. Yep. Um, moving on to training and the next generation. Yeah. So the kind of what, what are you giggling, giggling about? <laughs> Rob, Rob's just sending me pictures, but. What it's is a, that meant to be? What is that? It's part of his bike. Oh, right. <laughs> but this yeah. bitch is just funny. What it? do you think this will do? <laughs> I have no idea, Robin. <laughs> um, it yeah, was so a the, really blurry picture, by the yeah. way. <laughs> um, the question so is like, fast. how do you um, keep the younger generations fit considering how integrated they are with technology these days? Yeah. Because um, it's quite easy for people to just get wrapped up in the entertainment at their fingertips it, instead of going. We sort of touched on this in a podcast. I'm sure we have, ago. yeah. Um, but one of the statistics that I found pretty, um, you know, scary and very fucked up spooky. is that, yeah, it was spooky. Spooky it stuff. Me. Um, it was that kids in the States at the moment have a lower life expectancy than their parents and their grandparents. It's the first generation in God knows how long where the children actually are expected to live a shorter amount of time. Mm because of the rate of obesity so you look at like obesity as a statistic over there now and it's extremely high it's extremely high in australia as well and then you look at the obesity statistics over generations so how it's increasing from say grandparents to parents to kids now um and it's increase it's going up every generation so the projected obesity statistic for kids now as they enter adult life is so high that it's like dropped their life expectancy below that of their parents and their grandparents mm. which is extremely fucked up it means that if you're a parent keeping your kids fit should be your number one priority because it's literally going to help them li- outlive everyone else yeah. but are we saying it's because of technology well no i think there's because a number like, of fa- i think fast some... food has got a lot cheaper well, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I certainly not say, blaming their obesity on tech. No, I, yeah. I, I think it's a number of factors. Yeah. Like, yeah, because well, so much stuff is automated now, or so easy. Um, we seem to evolve to be lazier. Well, um, it's that's natural to prog- that's just progression. It's like we make machines do things we used to have to do, or we, yeah. you know, we've got better ways to get around. I mean, you don't have to ride a bike or walk somewhere now. You can just yeah like, drive or get a well, car. Think about how fat your fingers are going to get now that you've got that script. You're not doing as much typing. So you've, Nathan's you've Nathan automated one of his his only jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I just what? come in for live which, at five now, yeah. I, which I fully support. Oh, yeah, I support. At my last job, I literally like came up with this system that made my job much much easier <laughs> than it. And they got mad at me because they were like, "Oh, you're going to put us all out of a job now that you're just <laughs> automating all these emails to everyone. We won't be able to sit down and do emails for six hours." You shouldn't be doing emails for six fucking hours anyway. Focus on something else. Yeah. yeah, well, that's no. why I did it, so that I can focus on something else. That's... Keeping your fingers skinny. Yeah. 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 I think it's more um, finger abs. with the ease. <laughs> it's just like how do you how do you get kids growing up? Because when they're early, like that's what they're going to be into when they get older and that we get, what they get exposed to. And if, you know, because you, you see kids now like from the ages of like the toddler age, they're very familiar with technology. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and on top of that, there's the expectation of the education system for a child to be familiar with tech. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You need to be. Yeah. Like, absolutely should be. And like everything that the education system is doing now is trying to utilize technology to make education better for kids, mm. which that makes sense, mm. right? Why wouldn't it? But 
it seems like it's because children are required to spend more time in front of tech, they have less time to be active. Yeah, basically. and I also think it's not trying to beat tech. It's how it's also integrating tech with fitness. Oh, yeah. 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 There's, there is no way you should ever try and oppose tech and fitness. That Like they need to work hand in hand if mm. you ever want a solution for kids and yeah, for anyone really because yeah. and I mean we already see some pretty good solutions with apps, you know, smart watches like yeah. apps you know and some of the tech um, contributions to the fitness industry are absolute game changers oh yeah, yeah you know around nutrition and programming um, I know that juggernaut training systems they're based in the states but they literally have like AI programming now that allows um, you to basically just input certain lift numbers and like certain levels that you're at etc and it basically just spits out a program to make you stronger that is using an ai that just correlates data over huge periods of time that it so rather than allowing for human error like when i try mm. train people a lot of it is like well this should work this might work this mm. is probably going to work this from my experience i know this is the stuff that should work and shouldn't but with ai it goes this group of exercises has like a 85 percent chance of producing this amount of gain in this amount of time make them do this amount for this amount of reps and it there's always going to be a little bit of leeway left and right of that because human error somebody might do reps differently you know somebody might have shit form or you know they might have more more fast twitch fibers um you know you can't cater for literally every eventuality but they are trying to use things like artificial intelligence to make programming more accessible and more individualized for a greater range of people, which I see as innovation. And I think that's great. Um, and that's something that needs to happen with kids. You know, if we're going to expect them to be so integrated with tech all the time, if fast food is going to be cheaper, you know, the fitness industry needs to come up with a solution that helps children stay fitter and doesn't make it boring or pull them away from the things that they find fun, entertaining, whatever. Yeah, and it's interesting seeing like um, so the way a lot of the way the education system is using technology is kind of gamifying a oh, lot yeah. of information. So a math game, if, for example, you yeah. can make adding and subtracting much funner yeah. than a teacher on a chalkboard. Yeah. Um, and I've seen an example I saw. Well, um, I think Pokemon Go is a really good example yeah, of Pokemon like Go is using like, technology to get sedentary people out of their seats. Yeah. And wa- literally walking. And yeah. we always talk about how great walking is for health. Yeah. Um, I've seen one for toddlers where it's like a brushing I used teeth. to just drive to the Pokemon locations, though. Okay. <laughs> well, the- they, they had like, I've we've encountered Pokemon Go. We've like, seen them walk around Brisbane. We saw yeah. them walk around Brisbane. Right, yeah. I saw them in Newey when I was down mm. instructing at Singo, man. Um, Simi went out one mm. night and there was just Pokemon Go people fucking everywhere. Yeah, you guys here for the Charizard? In fact, yeah. it was a, it, it's like combined with COVID, it could have brought an end to civilization as we know it realistically. <laughs> like Pokemon Go could have caused that. <laughs> yeah. So, and a, a common theme for training kids anyway, well, just keeping kids fit is just get them to do a game, play, get them to play a game attack. Yeah. So there's, they've, there's already that gamified version of fitness yeah. for kids and if you integrate technology that somehow whether it's a game like Pokemon as example one of the biggest issues that probably kids have or parents have or teachers have trying to keep kids interested in fitness is it, it seems like you as part of your schooling you kind of have to go one way or the other mm. you're almost forced be, to pick between being good at sports 
or being smart, smart, whatever, being yeah, good at academic. Good at, yeah, academic, you know. And if you're good at sports, you know, exceptions will be made in the academic arena. You know, you might end up on scholarships if you're at that mm. level or whatever. Um, some schools make it mandatory for everybody to participate in a sport. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the time, you know, being great at a sport isn't going to get you into university and university seems to be the way that people are going to get jobs these days. That seems to be like the natural progression. Now, being excellent at a sport might get you into university mm. on a free ride, but the percentage of people that can get a scholarship from being excellent at a sport is so much smaller than the percentage of people that could probably work hard, get good grades, and then go to university. Yeah. Um, Tay said apps like Strava with an achievement and point system works yeah. well, like Xbox or PlayStation where yeah, you get the points, achievements and levels. Yeah, yeah, the point system and achievements is interesting because it's I think it's like one of those just it always works kind of um, methods to get people more interested in something. Like um, I think Swiss 8 have point system on their app. Like if you tick off a bunch of your daily activities, so you eat right and you get up and you do something. I yet, but I think that's maybe planning maybe. to. Yeah, but a lot of things use those achievements like um, – I think even like a site like Khan Academy, which is a site that just gives heaps of free education. Like if you move through a certain course, you'll get points and then you have little tests and, it's, you know, it's all like the flashy colours. Yeah. And it's stuff that is just proven to give little dopamine releases and get that sense of um, achievement. Yeah. Um, but what I've found though is, and we've talked about this for every generation of human being, mm. no matter where you're at, if you're a child or whatever, it's trying to get someone to exercise is much harder because yeah. it's very difficult to give somebody little rewards during an exercise session because a lot, a lot of the time it's uncomfortable. It's unpleasant, you know. It's And, and a, unless a child is extremely good at that sport, they probably don't feel like they're making a lot of progress. Yeah. Their attention span is naturally shorter because they're used to these or little ag- rewards all again, the time. Again, um, like, I guess it's quite a traditional view to see fitness for kids as they have to do one of the generic sports footy cricket yeah fucking netball or whatever it might be um but realistic, and realistically a lot of people don't want to work out but mm. keeping kids fit doesn't require them to work out as we spoke before if you can just get them walking mm. like pokemon go and then what they if can we had like a device <laughs> okay go yeah what if Let's we had get a it de- out yeah <laughs> what if we had a device that they they needed to like do steps on to produce energy mm-hmm. to power their computer. Like, and we took 80% of the bad energy <laughs> <laughs> and we used that to power our car. <laughs> this is a Rick and Morty reference. By I, the way. Um, I have seen that uh, Nintendo Switch have done this. I don't know if you've seen this ad. I'm oh, just saying crank switch, thing? Switch, yeah. switch, switch, switch. Yeah. Let's see if it, it produces an ad. Yeah, Google will listen and your FBI man will yeah. Yeah, make more ads Come on, pop NSA. Up. Give me yeah. the Switch ad. Um, yeah, the Nintendo Switch has this, like, ring thing that you, like, squeeze together and you have to, like, run with it and, like, because it's got the little step counter thing in it. Yeah. It can tell when you're running. And there, and I can see them on on the screen. You've got this like girl running in her living room. She looks like she's having a great time, but I feel like it would be horrible. <laughs> and then to like fire a fireball, she has to like squeeze it she's together like a sorceress, and yeah. like shoot a fireball at people. It's like Mario Kart kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and I respect Nintendo because it seems like Nintendo are the only 
like gaming or only people in the gaming industry that actually care about trying to keep people active while they play their games. Mm. I mean, Call of Duty has like one of the biggest player bases right now and they just demand that you sit in a chair and play for hours on end. Or wait, or sit in a chair and wait for it to download. Or wait for an update. (laughs) Like there's absolutely no attempt to make Call of Duty any more active than clicking a mouse button. You know, realistically, how can you? Um, That's the question though. And that's the question that Nintendo is actually, at least they're asking it, you know, Mm. They're not in code. They're not even asking that fucking question. Yes. So <laughs> that's what we're trying to figure out. How can you? Well, I feel like PC gaming probably isn't the answer. Unless it's like, I think we've mentioned this in the past. You know, people have set up their laptops on a treadmill so they can play some games while oh, they really? walk and stuff. I've seen photos of it. Yeah. You would be terrible at code if you did that. <laughs> and I think it's not like, and that's a lot of time, that's people's recreation time. Like you don't want to take, take, you want to either make, if they can't enjoy, exercising and, and in that case it would already be a recreation for them like for us we enjoy doing it if someone does if because like i was about to say earlier some kids will just or some people will just never like working out like no matter yeah. what but if you can just get them walking to improve their health a little bit um that's good and then you know they may, it's like you're saying there's some kids that are more um sporty some kids more academic if they can you know it's good to have a mix of both like you're saying as the sporty kid's probably going to have to have some kind of academic well, thing as well. When I like, said that, I, mm. what I meant was the schooling system forces them to be that way. Yeah, and, and I think the schooling system should do it both. It shouldn't just be one or the other. And the education system prioritizes academic. Mm. It like it will, like it will allow you to stop doing sports if you think focusing on your studies is more important. Yeah, which so from a very young age, people are telling kids your physical health isn't as important as your ability to write stuff on a piece of paper. Yeah. Literally from day one, they get to school and eventually someone says to them, oh, yeah, you only get 45 minutes for PE and the other fucking seven hours of the day is X. Um, There's very little balance there. And then I know some schools that don't even fucking offer PE anymore. Yeah. Like physical education seems to be one of the first ones that gets cut in the face of budget cuts and stuff like that because they would rather somebody learns math and English and whatever rather than learning how to take care of their body. Mm. So yeah, well, that's a flaw in the system. Yeah. And there's a lot of flaws in those like formal institutions as well that um, I know they get a lot of, or sometimes they get a lot of flack and there's like, it should be different. But I guess if we're going to, on t- technology that could be implemented, um, it'd be figuring out how, to make even the people that don't enjoy fitness because the people that do will end up doing it anyway, whether whatever form it is. But the people that don't do it, um, it's from an early age implementing something and that's probably going to be technology that can make them go, make a walk less boring because they're probably just like, I don't want to go for a walk. It's- what about? Okay, go, <laughs> go again. What about like a smartwatch that injected a little bit of cocaine <laughs> every time you hit a certain amount of steps? What did like surely, surely there'd be a way for these kids to figure out how to like like they just yeah yeah they just you know this this, you kids this epidemic of, of all these kids dying beating off well yeah you know the kid discover a kid discovers porn when he's tw- you know whatever age the next thing you know he's outdated his computer in his room <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to say well can we make it like a smart collar or something but I think we're a just smart collar. <laughs> Well, so they can't just shake it, but I feel like we're just encouraging oral sex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's what 91 uh, Tay said. They'd end up just shaking it. 
like watches. Yeah. Imagine like um, mass micro dosing parties. Like, all right, everyone. <laughs> and all these kids are there just going. <laughs> so, in this situation, maybe we need to take the opposite approach. Rather than rewarding them, we should punish <laughs> them. So, Wait for not exercising. <laughs> if they don't reach a certain amount, they get like shot. Like, uh, yes, that is exactly My watch what I'm goes suggesting. Off if I've been sitting for too long. Right. So, what does it, it, what does it do? Just, just, just buzz an alarm. Okay. No, right. no, 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 if we could set up, it. if we could attach <laughs> it the watch it do to some else. kind of car battery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that you carry around with yeah. you. If I get a lot of That's for my watch. This is my. Keep the watch going? No, no. So it can shock me every time. This is my punishment box. <laughs> what about um so if the watch isn't the solution then i don't know like uh because clearly the the watch has flaws at the end of the day they're gonna they're was it gonna, the shock part that <laughs> no, was the beating off part. okay right you know cocaine or electric electricity they're still going to take advantage of this thing right they, they're going to get an electric shock and go oh fuck i need to beat off now like <laughs> So they don't get shocked again. You know, you're gonna have these kids that are addicted to porn because they just yeah. don't want to. They don't want the fucking neural feedback of getting electrocuted. Okay, every we, fucking we figured out the flaw in that system. We don't we, get punished for not doing it, and then rewarded. We could be for putting doing a lot it. of, yeah. um, you know, a lot of people through but university though that are doing porn. We, ne- <laughs> yeah. we need so we need to have these conversations so that we don't go down these roads. Okay, yeah. All yeah. Right. So when I assume when somebody develops the next cocaine filled smartwatch they're going to watch this and go oh no okay so this is a bad idea. Yeah. We should throw that in the bin. <laughs> the cocaine uh, watch. Yeah. Or you know one of the main developers is going to oh, actually I'll take it. I'll get rid of it. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll take this somewhere else. I'll you guys don't even worry about it. Straight to the track. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Outside. Um yeah, so I guess and I don't like to I think step 1 is better education for fitness professionals, for one. Yeah. Um, so better trained coaches that are capable of, um, I guess, educating their clients in a way that helps them understand that fitness is not optional, right? Like mm. that exercise is not a thing that you do when you feel like it. It's a thing that's literally there to save your life. So, you know, and this starts with the parents, but it also should be, so while the parents are, training the children should be welcome in that environment in my opinion because that creates an impression on them Mm. they're getting an imprint there and usually it's subconscious and usually it has uh you know it's not something that is actively explained to the child the parent doesn't need to sit down and go we're at a gym now curl these you know just having the just the parent bringing the child into that environment and the child observing a parent enjoying themselves and doing this on a regular basis and understanding that gym is a part of life or exercise is a part of their life, it's going to carry through. As that child grows up, they're going to just see that, oh, dad did this all the time. You know, and I've already seen, you know, examples like my old housemate and mm. one of the clients who's brought his son in and, you know, you can see that, the kid wants to take part in it, you know. The kid yeah, wants to do the to pick up kettlebells, yeah. They and, and they yeah. want to be a part of this whole thing because they want to be like their dad or like their mum. And even like trends kids kind of climb up, yeah, stuff, exactly. Like the and they're not screaming, yeah. and destroying things. I would yeah. rather a child that isn't obese that's running around screaming and destroying things mm. than a child that's obese and is going to die in fucking forty-five years, according <laughs> to current estimates. You know, like I, you've got to accept one or the other. And we look at things like the power. <laughs> 
lift or die. <laughs> but I stand by, yeah. you know, there's a photo coming out, yeah. squat or else, you know. Um, and I look at things like the powerlifting team that we uh, work with. You know, every Sunday we go there and the place is like basically swarming with children, you know, because it's a family environment and everyone there is knows that there are kids around and they're, you know, making sure it's safe. You know, the gym is not this scary place as long as everyone there is willing to, you know, make sure the equipment's out of the way and pack their shit away and not leave plates lying around and just keep an eye on the kids, you know. It's not that. So it can, and it can be a fun place. Like um, like you said with Trent's kids, they fucking love it down there. They climb on stuff and, mm. and as long as everything's fucking bolted down properly, which it should be from a workplace health and safety perspective anyway, the child is probably not going to hurt themselves any more than if you had to take that kid to a park mm. and it it gets on the monkey bars or something. It's, you know, it, it, you know, it could be a guy or a girl, whatever. <laughs> Um, so I think the first step really is the parents need to be more active. The parents mm. need to be, accept that fitness is a part of their life and it's doing them some good and it's, it's necessary. And then it, by extension of that, the parents need to bring their children along with them to show them that that's what they think, mm. you know, they think it's essential as well. So it imprints on the kids. Yeah, I would agree totally. Um, it's leaving a good um, impression on your kids and educating them on the benefits. Yeah. Um, and it's also, and I'd say, yeah, that ties in. The schooling system probably needs to put more focus on that because they should be. Yeah. You know, but the you school the system. the flugel cranks in the classroom. Yeah. The yeah. fucking schooling system loves to teach you, you know, stuff that you probably won't use a lot yeah. of the time and then stuff that you'll just never learn about and then all of a sudden you're very, you're yeah. on your own needing and to learn how to do it. I mean, another Rick and Morty reference is school is for stupid people, <laughs> which I wholeheartedly believe that the current schooling model is designed for stupid people, but they need to change it. You know, they need to revisit the current schooling model and start teaching them things like cr critical thinking because critical thinking is a way to turn a stupid person now into a smart person later mm. because they're capable of learning. You know, you teach somebody how to learn, not teach them what to learn. So... But yeah, that's a story for another day, I imagine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and it would be very hard. I'm, I can't say to, you know, teachers, oh, you need to take four hours out of your eight-hour day for fucking physical exercise. <laughs> well, and realistically, be like, we don't even do that. Like, all they, I, the 45 minutes, like one class a day, or and even if it's only like three or four times a week that is dedicated yeah. to the kids doing something active is better is better than nothing. But I would argue that... You know, maybe it would be a better impression on the children because we know kids imprint off adults. Mm, we know yeah. that. And they tend to imprint off the adults that are present in their life most of the time, which yeah. are their parents and their teachers, right? Having a fucking teacher for maths, for example, or let's just use primary school as a, as a better example. You've got a teacher for like 80% of your day, one mm. teacher. And then for languages, you might get someone separate, like a language specialist teacher. For PE, you get the fucking gym teacher. You know, it sets a bad precedent that the teacher that teaches you most of your stuff does not participate in the, in the physical stuff mm. because it would be a much better example if the teacher that taught you most of your things, the one that the child's imprinting the most off is also the one encouraging an active lifestyle, you know, and I know how many teachers did you have when you were going through school that were not active people, you know, and I can, I would be able to say the majority of people that taught me were um, overweight. 
Mm. Yeah. So that already is whether I noticed it back then or not, I'm already as a child recognizing that I don't need to be active to be a teacher because most of them aren't. You know, I only need to be active if I'm going to be a gym teacher, which I probably don't get paid that well. So why the fuck would I want to do that? (laughs) You know, you're already learning as a kid that physical exercise is not for smart people. It's just not, you know, mm. that's what the schooling system is teaching you day in, day out. The people that teach you the smart stuff, like... The jocks and nerds kind of thing. Yeah, the people that teach you the things like maths and science and stuff, they're not the ones that are teaching you PE. But mm. if they were, if you combine those things, maybe we would have a better shot because kids would go, oh, okay, so maths and PE go hand in hand, mm. yeah, which they do if you have to write a fucked out program. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to kind of have an understanding of complex things if you want to try and take someone from zero to fucking a 200-kilo squat in two years. Mm. So I think, yeah, to allow teachers to – and I know it's hard for teachers to squeeze well, in Well, again, I don't want to – like I'd hate to say, oh, teachers need to do this better because teachers are, have it so fucking hard. And they and do I can't a, imagine a worse thing than spending a yeah. day with kids. Honestly. And most teachers that I know do a great job. Yeah. Right. But And it is very hard for them to find the time to exercise when mm. they're marking tests. and so. Oh, yeah, they work so many hours that yeah. are not within their work day. Clearly the traditional model of like – you give a kid a fucking test and then you go away and you mark 30 children's tests. That probably isn't the wisest way to go about mm. educating in general, uh, but it's the, it's the model we have right now. Yeah. We, don't have, we don't have much of a choice. But, you know, if, um, I don't know, if the kids can see their regular teacher doing more exercise, you know, I don't know, I don't know how you would do it. But, for example, <sighs> okay, this is... Not absurd, but <laughs> gym at the school, right? And a lot of high schools have gyms. Yeah, and, so much Australian ones. And the gym has glass fucking walls on the outside and the teachers are encouraged to do a 45-minute session before school starts every day. You know, so between what time does school start? Like 8.45? So between like, I don't know, 7. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to straight out say I can like teachers will just be like, but it's no. a group session run by a coach mm. and it's not, it's like an F45 kind of thing. Mm. It's or you know, I don't know about F45, but so, you know, it's not hard. It's like a circuit a group hit session. Yeah. Group 30 minute hit session. It doesn't have to be this completely fucked out training program. They don't have to be in there pumping iron or whatever. But if the children see the teachers participating in group fitness as part of their week, they will start to think that's normal. Mm. You know? If I was a teacher that, <clears throat> was working my ass off and didn't have time to get to the gym, I'd push for let's do a gym, do a session with the kids and get involved in it because then you can just tick off your yeah. fitness while I, you're doing it. I completely kids. agree. <laughs> and you get and paid to do it. Then. I also think, so leading on from this, I think that um, the modern workplace should include time for training. Um, the army is a great example. Part of your workday literally involves PT. It's like, it's part of, it's the entire army does it. And, in Navy and Air Force, mm. as far as I'm aware. I know some units don't stick to it religiously, but it's one of the things that the military does right is they encourage the people that are part of their organisation to remain to a certain level fit. And it wouldn't be that absurd to include that in an office job. You know, I know there are some places over in Europe that are trying to do it. You know, they're run by like... CrossFit fucking freaks or whatever that just that it want all their fucking employees to do like a certain amount of push-ups or whatever during the day. But 
my argument was always like you give somebody fucking five minutes every hour for smoke breaks. If you take just a 45 minute block out of the day, you say, okay, you've got, uh, you've got, say we finish work at 1145, mm. you've got lunch at 1230 in that 45 minute block group training session, just a 30 minute fucking little burner basically. You have a coach come in and run it every day. Everyone takes part to the extent that they are capable of. And then you're encouraging fitness within the workplace. If we did that at schools as well and kids knew that being healthy and fit and active was going to be a part of their day-to-day work life when they grow up because their parents are fucking doing it, everyone they know is going to have to grow up and do it, then they're going to treat it with a little bit more respect and they're going to say, okay, if this is going to be a part of my life, I'm just going to get good at it because it's the only way to make it hurt less. (laughs) I think, and on specifically back on the technology thing, I think a good way to um, provide that impression. Electrocution. Electrocution. (laughs) That's obviously where I was going. Car batteries. Just We need heaps. One for each kid. Um, (laughs) There's an office episode about that. (laughs) Keep going. Um, Is kids a mass? So I think YouTube. YouTube has a massive like kid audience. Like it is immense. Like there's some very famous YouTubers who basically their entire audience is just kids. Yeah. And they've made a fuck. They're making millions of dollars because of that. Yeah. Um, And if those sites with massive um, like kind of young age audiences was you know, because they have what they're recommended or they're what's trending. If they mm. can just like put a video of like, here's some fun stuff to do. And obviously they'll have to make it suitable for kids and everything. They yeah. see, they're just going, here's periodization and the shit. The kids are just going to, you know, go watch fucking Fortnite videos. Skip ad. Yeah, <laughs> skip ad. <laughs> but if there's something there and even if they could, you know, YouTube would partner with some of the big names that of their like um, big YouTubers. So, hey, make a video about this. And that's like, that's just working in. That's yeah, what these yeah. kids because they pick up this shit and that's why you get kids fucking dabbing and doing yeah. Fortnite dances because they're so impressionable for this stuff that's trending and everything. Should we maybe encourage Fortnite, Fortnite if you're listening. I, I assume know. Fortnite's just like yeah, a, Fortnite's an probably tuned in. Yeah. yeah, they're sitting there just going, oh, man, these guys are onto something. Fucking um, sound old though, don't we? <laughs> yeah. These kids are fucking Fortnite dancing and dabbing on corpses. <laughs> Um, so maybe we could make a Fortnite dance, one of the emotes, but it goes for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so like in Fortnite, you hit the button, I don't know, the emote wheel or whatever, and you select it. And then the dance goes for 30 to 45 minutes. And then when the child has to learn it, they, obviously they oh, want to be the cool oh, ones yes. at school. They have to learn a 45-minute dance yeah, routine. Yeah, Fortnite right? dance battle, 45 <laughs> minutes of push-ups. Yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying we introduce it tomorrow, but gradually over time we go from like a five-second dance to a one-minute long one. And then eventually it's just on. you go into play Fortnite and everyone hits their remote button and the game has to last for three or four hours because everyone's <laughs> dancing for 45 minutes so no one can shoot each other. <laughs> yep. And parents, hear me out, it's going to keep them quieter for yeah. longer periods of time, <laughs> which is why you make them play Fortnite. I know. On it. Fortnite, I know when you do your dance, do the kids actually get up? And do it as well. I, well. There's a lot of videos on the internet. They're hilarious. Of I don't kids. think so. No, I I assume kids like maybe they'll get so up and floss. Even this 45 minute one, they're going to press it and like. Uh, yeah, but then they would learn it, and then as the the TikTok challenge, and uh, TikTok needs to then obviously make their videos 45. Well, minutes yeah, TikTok, TikTok is actually really another like serious example of what something they could push, like get some content creators to make 
things. A few trends have gone around, like the push-up ones, but like really. Well, it's just that like, like the, maju- the majority of the stuff is like, you know, wearing a short skirt and swinging my hips challenge <laughs> is more so in line with TikTok trends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you done that one? <laughs> yeah, it got millions of views. Yeah. Have I not seen this? <laughs> oh, I know, because I don't have TikTok. Yeah, too mature. Yeah. Um, is there anything worth too reading in the, in the chat? In that? Um, we had a dude on Periscope, which puts it over to goes live on um, Twitter, I think, mm. or something like that. Really? Are we live on Twitter? Uh, I think so. Am something I tweeting like, right now? Um, tweeting. I've been singing a song. He said, I'm in the US, teachers yeah. are daycare babysitting. So parents just drop their kids off at the school to get babysitted. They don't. Yeah. The, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know a lot about the US education system, but I do know that it sucks. Yeah. It's lacking. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and it is 100% because teachers are not funded well over there. Oh, they're paid horribly. Yeah, yeah well, he said... Um, Why would we put all want to be a good teacher if you get we, paid fuck all? We put all our trust in teachers, but who and what are teachers being taught? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I if, guess that's... If it's funded poorly... So, like, you look at... I mean, talking about, like, the very base-level capitalism here, but if you can only make a certain amount of money doing something, then a certain demographic are going to go for that particular job, mm. you know. And if it's a comfortable job, then you're going to get people that are happy just being comfortable. And if it only, if it has like a glass ceiling of a certain amount of money that you can ever earn a year, you're going to get people that tend to lack ambition trying to climb that particular ladder. You know, you're always going to end up with people that, you know, on they probably start off with really good intentions, honestly. They just want to help the next generation. I've heard a lot of teachers get out of teaching too because they do yeah. They do their degree, they get into teaching there for four years and just go, what <laughs> the this. fuck? Yeah, yeah this because sucks. realistically you're expected to babysit these kids mm-hmm. and then at the end of the year or at the end of the semester or whatever, they're expected to all pass to a certain extent. So you effectively have to show that they've learned something mm. but – you're just trying to tick some very bare bones boxes because can you imagine dealing with like 30 plus fucking kids a day Try and you're given a curriculum that says, oh, you have to find a way to teach all these kids mm. these things by this amount of time and fucking 80% of the kids in the class probably don't learn that well of, you know, the way that you are good at teaching things because yeah. as we know, people are either kinesthetic learners or audio learners or, you know, visual learners and or a combination of two or three of those things. And if you, uh, like we see in the army, you're teaching people a fucking PowerPoint all the time. Yeah. And, I mean, the army does try to create a system where it's covering bases. You know, you get a lesson on the thing and then if it's, say, a rifle or whatever, you go out and you do this like this, do that bullshit mm. until <laughs> everyone knows the exact way to fucking stop, think, check magazine and it never fucking leaves you. Yeah. But Stop. <laughs> look down, cough off, look yeah. in. Nah, fuck that already. And um, and what you've got is a system designed for the lowest possible common denominator. And anyone with an IQ above one is sitting there going, "Can this fucking please be over?" Mm. Because I'm, I understand that I need. And then you always get the people that still fucking ND somehow after they've been taught a million fucking times to shove their hand in the hole. But whatever, it's irrelevant. Like even um, the army who's trying to cater for all of these different types of people still can't get it right. So how do we expect teachers that only get eight hours a day mm. max with children that have, like, the attention spans of, like, one-fifth of what an adult might have? Yeah. Uh, back to technology, is it, um, it going to be 
way too negative to take technology away from kids if they're not, if they're just being lazy. Or I think, I think taking things away is the wrong approach mm. um, because you're immediately creating resentment. You're immediately yeah. creating a um, a system where they begin to learn what they need to do to keep the things they want, yeah. you know? So um, if you imagine, uh, and people will find ways to cheat these systems. It's just yeah. human yeah. nature Push when you say, juice. yeah, when you say, oh, no, you're not allowed this or you can have this for a certain amount of time or whatever, the child is automatically going to find ways to get it for longer or manipulate the situation so that it can get what it wants, you mm -hmm. know. So rather than making like we've and millions of fucking studies have been done on the fact that a punishment system tends to not get you the results you want. Mm -hmm. um, any system that is punishment rather than reward based tends to um, not produce the res the same results. In fact, it tends to have an adverse effect. It usually creates this kind of human being that's been conditioned rather than open to learning. And the last thing you want is a bunch of people that are conditioned for something because once you condition someone... You can't change them. Yeah, it's hard to change Yeah, them, it's yeah. so yeah. hard to change it. And they don't, they don't actively think of other ways to do things. So you're basically creating a generation that only knows how to do one thing. And, you know, I mean... You look at, and it, I guess the previous generations, maybe let's say um, two generations ago, we're talking like grandparent age right boomers. now. Yeah, boomers and up, let's <laughs> go with. They tend to not be very good at learning new things because the way that they were educated was not how to learn it was just a like this do that kind of system yeah if you don't do it, it this was, way you'll be caned or yeah caned. it was this is the equation on the board copy that into your book as many times as it takes for you to fucking learn it and when you when you're given stimulation like that your brain doesn't understand why the equation and i'm just using maths as an example but why it looks like that you just know that's the way it has to be for it to work and when you are taught over and over as a child that there is only one way to do one thing, then you stop looking for other ways. So that's why there's these huge generational gaps with technology is technology tends to encourage people to explore other options. You know, it starts to say to you, well, how else could you solve this fucking problem? Mm. And that's why we're saying like, you give uh, your grandparent an iPhone and they don't even want a bar of it because mm. they're, they're intimidated by this thing that is capable of doing so much more than just what it's told, mm. you know. And trying to learn how to use it is so much brain power that, you know, they're exhausted just thinking about it yeah. right? because nobody ever told them to problem solve. Nobody, nobody ever taught them that they need to sit down and think, well, how can I use this? Yeah, they've lost that inquisitiveness. Yeah, well, it was conditioned out. Well, yeah, exactly. As a child. It's just taken away from them. Yeah, so if we want a different generation moving forward, one that's capable of doing better, which ideally that's what we want, you know, you have to teach them not how to do something, but how to think about doing something, you know. So you want a child that's going to look at a problem and go, how can I solve this mm. my way? And figure it out for themselves rather than a problem and then a solution and go, this is how you get there. Now do it with, you know, this is what three plus three equals. Now go do four plus four, you know, rather than make seven and they go, well, I could do it with one and six, mm. two and five. Mm. You know, you're showing them 
that there are multiple ways of getting to the answer because that's the best and that's why we want to look at including technology rather than excluding it because we know they like tech already and we know, know it it's, it works yeah like taking so tech away ways. is just creating a negative association yeah. with that activity and you're, and you're stalling progression too yeah yeah we should be trying to do that yeah i hope that answered that particular question yeah I don't know if it was We've got twelve minutes to go. Are there, yeah. Is there anything else on the on the chat bot? That, no, not really. Tay yeah. was just um, before when we we're talking about gamifying stuff. Pretty much agreeing with it. Um, mm. Thank you, Tay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, gamify we, gamifying is literally the the word that they use as by turning something into a, a quick reward system. Mm. You know, it's like the um, the What's that fucking candy? It's like the candy, candy crush. Method. Candy crush is candy. like, it's, it's just, just like really, it's, it follows the same principles as gambling. You know, it's like yeah. slot machines. Why yeah. it's so popular? Because yeah. you get all these fun noises and lights and like all these little winds pop up. And it's just like, yeah. it's all based around stimulating your brain with little hits of dopamine. You're just going, yeah. fuck you, I feel good right but now. Everything fuck should be like that. Candy. Candy. Well, I mean, and it works. Crash Bandicoot it was works. like that. Yeah. You know? If you, like, Crash Bandicoot was a game where you just made a dude run in a straight ish line, <laughs> right? <laughs> but. <laughs> If you smashed that box, you got a thing. Yeah, so Apple you want to, yeah, you yeah. want to smash the box. It's or, like Mario. Loves, yeah, loves yeah, it. Mario Kart. You know, so like I would see the solution to no keeping. One, no wonder we all love smashing boxes now, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> that was Doing like whirlwind. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's why you're doing that in the gym all day. Yeah. That's why you tried to smash that box on VR and hit your that hands was, on the desk. That was a threat. I was dealing with a threat. There was a threat response and I destroyed it. Just, yeah, yeah, destroyed the threat. Finger. The finger was irrelevant at that point. <laughs> there was a threat that needed to be dealt with, and I fucking dealt with it. All right. Um, but yeah, I, and I think that VR has a huge place, just segueing into VR, has a huge place in using tech to help keep people more active. I mean, one of the benefits of VR is you are gaming standing up. And yeah, sta- standing like, up burns more calories. We than have down. got a big sweat on yeah. VR. Yeah. And it's fun. Like, it's yeah, super fun. A lot of the time you're not moving around that much, but you're moving around enough to be active. Yeah. You know, the and heart you're rate also, rise. And you're also thinking a lot. Yeah. Um, and, just, you know, and just being put under stress will cause you to sweat. Yeah. You know? um, anyone that's done... Fucking mask has will know that. <laughs> yeah, that's a wide market. That was that. yeah, that was a that was a weird. I just think of that for some reason. I was sweating a lot during those. Yep. Um, and I think like the the advancements that need to be made in something like VR is, I mean, wireless is a sort of a given. It has to be tether free. So and you know. It needs to be in an environment where, you know, big open rooms. So I, I would see like, you know, the living room of the next generation might not have nearly as much furniture in Some it. Some people have their spare rooms in their house that empty. Yeah, dedicated and they to are VR. a virtual reality yeah. room. And yeah. I think that's awesome. And I, think, and I think the next thing that needs to is somehow there needs to be a system that has, you know, is it... And a bracelet on each ankle and mm. each wrist, and so and like a feedback kind of thing. But it can't obviously it can't be too much because if you ask someone to get the, in and out of a fucking watch. suit, the cocaine watch, yeah. <laughs> so and yeah, controllers like is suit. hard, or like even gloves would be great, you know. But well, the if they're the gonna sweat in that, I think is you can get two things you put in front of you now and it tracks yeah. your whole body and like so you don't have to put anything on, mm. but it's really good at tracking your body and. 
you know, we're talking like in the next 10 years realistically. That could be just a part of houses is they have these sensors built into the corners of rooms, you know, and it just allows you to have, you know, more of an augmented reality space where, you know, you could have things like uh, a really comfortable chair that tends to look not as mm. visually appealing, right? But with glasses on and an AR situation, you could change the way your room looked on a daily fucking basis if you mm. wanted to. You could have a room in the snowy mountains for one week and then you have a room in a tropical beach for the next week. You know? uh, Breno said, Nathan, this is a bit off topic, but said, Nathan, what CAD program are you using and what learning strategies did you use to learn it? I'm teaching myself CITA, I don't know how to pronounce that. Version three and it's pain in the ass. Um, I've heard like CAD is really cool, but my understanding is very difficult. You to can learn. get some extremely technical CAD programs. I use Fusion three sixty. Um, it's paid, but I got a free twelve months because we're a startup business, which was pretty cool. Um, it's kind of like the paint version of CAD programs. <laughs> you can do a lot in it if you want to. There's really advanced features, but it's quite dumbed down, I guess, like quite easy. And the way I learned it was literally just YouTube. Yeah, YouTube so, is so good. I, and this is a pretty like foolproof learning system uh, for basically learning almost anything. But um, And this is why in this day and age is so great is basically everything is on YouTube. So go on YouTube, watch a video on whatever particular topic you need to learn about. And at the same time, you know, so watch it maybe fully through once, depending on the length of the video and how much time you got or whatever. But watch it fully through once, getting, and then go back and do the thing as it's happening in the video. Yeah, you know, If he's exactly making a cube, is. you make a fucking cube. And then you turn the video off and you do it again. You make the cube by yourself. If you don't get it right, video on, do it again until you can do it without it. That's like pretty much the best way to learn any skill is, you know, watch it. Do it with guidance. Do it without guidance. Make mistakes. Learn from mistakes. Do it again, you know, and eventually it, it improves. It's the same with if you're in the gym. You know, the steps are literally I will tell you how to do this exercise. Explain, demonstrate. Yeah, we'll yeah. do this fucking exercise together and then you'll do this exercise by yourself and you're going to fuck it up. We all know you're going to fuck it up. That's fine because we want to see what you need to learn, right? Because... And this is the way I used to study for tests and it was a, basically a foolproof method for me is I would get a bunch of practice tests and I would sit down without doing any extra study. Like this is, I've got a week to go to the test. I just sit down with the test and I do it and I see what I got wrong. Mm. The stuff I got right, I never studied it because I go, I obviously know this mm. shit. I know the answers. I don't need to study the stuff that I'm getting right. So I completely ignored that. I only worried about the stuff I got wrong next day or two days later, go back, do another test. What stuff did I get wrong that time? Just study that little. And as you go, you're studying less and less until the day where you finally know everything. And that's where I'm at right now. I know everything. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> are you yeah, doing learning CAD for personal use, Bruno, or are you doing that for a subject at uni? And one thing I've found with learning things, I'm learning the coding language Python now. Um, and I like. I guess it's the same with schools and teachers is, I will learn a lot better if I find the right teacher. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's, like, so you, that's why yeah. YouTube is so good. The first, you yeah, have the, the first opportunity guy, to pick a bunch of videos. Yeah, the first guy that I watched do the basics of Python, I didn't really, like just the way he was teaching, I think he was yeah. kind of teaching it too advanced for me mm. initially. 
Well, the language choice watched, is so important. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like I've talked many times, whether on fucking video or without it, about the importance of communication. See? Sitting for oh. too long. Got my oh. cocaine injection. I mean, my electric <laughs> shot. Sitting for too long. Have yeah. some cocaine so you get up and yeah. run around. Thank you. That would, yeah. yeah, that'd work. Um, what did Brennan say? Sorry. Uni, uh, I think. You, oh, he's doing CAD for uni. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I thought so. Which subject is it? I'm just curious. Um, yeah, so when like I talk about um, communication as one of the key things that you should be able to or you should learn as part of being a coach, but as part of being a teacher or a leader in a business or the military or whatever, I think communication is completely uh, undervalued and it should be like the primary thing that they're harping on about all the time because the way I communicate with somebody I could be the best fucking communicator in the world. I could be extremely clear. I could be very direct. I could use all the right words and they might still not get mm. it. And that doesn't mean that they're shit at learning. That means I'm a shit communicator because the mm. way that I said it was not the way that they were willing to receive it. So one of the things, and I will be writing a series of communication articles, funnily enough, um, in the next 12 months or so. Uh, but basically I had to relearn how to communicate when I left the military because I was very good at communicating as a military person, mm. but I was not very good at communicating to a group of people who were not willing to receive that kind of information in that way. Brennan said, CAD for design, we go through three, but not in a lot of detail. Three yeah, okay. Programs. Right. right. Is that like um, what kind of design it is? Because he's doing aerospace engineering, isn't he? I don't know. I, have no I idea. think so. He's doing okay. smart people stuff. Doing smart people Fucking stuff. Nerd. 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 Oh, he's doing big. All right. All right. Well, um, we got two minutes to go anyway. Okay, I assume Nath will be back for then because otherwise to shut it down, I'll just punch his computer. So. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess all the, yeah. I guess to sum up today's kind of topics, um, so kids and technology, keeping them fit, the best methods are just leaving good impressions. Cocaine um, watches. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And educating from a young age on the benefits yeah. and um, – as a parent, you should be bringing your child along or on any your role model. Yeah. yeah. As a teacher, you should be trying to educate, you know, because kids don't learn when you tell them things. A child is not very good at learning like you should do this because I fucking said so. Mm. A kid is very good at learning by watching its its parent or its role model. So what they do is they watch you all the fucking time and the things that you do, it does. So if it watches you and it sees you exercising mm. it will do that yeah monkey see monkey do yeah yeah and also working with technology and not trying like not treating technology as the enemy because i think there's a bad habit in the fitness community of saying oh any sitting down at your thing it's just bad just get rid yeah. of all of it which yeah. is just that's pretty standard behavior for a lot of areas in life but yeah working with it and using technology to leave good impressions whether yeah, 50 that's seconds okay fuck yeah <laughs> all right we'll, we'll bow um <laughs> Yeah, okay, thank you for anyone that's listened today and contributed or you're going to watch later. We appreciate that too. Uh, we're Amble Training and Development. If you want to check out our podcast, we go over a bunch of articles Marshall and I have written and talk about some other stuff like all the live fives and what Amble is and who we are. If you want to check those out, you can do that on um, Spotify and Apple Music. It's called The Hard Way, Amble TD Podcast, or you can go on YouTube. Our channel is Amble Training Development. Thank you for listening and we'll catch everyone tomorrow for Wild West Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Yes, very Damn. exciting. Let's go. Yeah, it's going to be wild. It. Let's do pop, it. Pop, pop. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.